Hello and welcome everyone to episode 32 of the VGC Trainers School podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake, and I am joined today by Jack. So you got Jake and Jack on the podcast. Welcome in, Jack. How are you doing today? Doing well. J squared today. You know, not too much to talk about today, but we should make it interesting nonetheless. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, before we get into all that, what have you been up to? I mean, I've been participating in my draft league. I've won one game and lost one game so far, and I should be playing another game soon. So going well, but it's basically a perish trap orientated team, uh, which I wasn't planning on using, but it's kind of turned out that way. In real life news, I got a dog and he's doing well. So Heck we're yeah. training him up and his name is Odie. So everyone say hi, Odie. And then I did play in the Victory Road Tour on twitch.tv slash pokephysio. So check it out. Plug. And yeah, other than that, we've just been experimenting with a bunch of Reg D teams because there's a lot to try out. There certainly is. There certainly is. And I definitely want to hear about your takeaways from the Victory Road Tour but speaking of draft league, that's where I'm at most recently as well. My week one is this week. So mm. my partner, Tyler, uh, who is also on the podcast, of course, and I are now at the point of the draft league prep process where we built a team and then we built their team based on what we think that we would that they would bring and then we started doing some practice battles so then yeah. we built their team more to be more challenging to counter our team based on what we you know are trying to do and then we built our team to counter that counter and then and, you know back and forth back and forth so we're now like at this point where we're just like constantly trying to tweak it as best as possible and we're just like okay well, what if they did this this and this that could be like totally ridiculous but it is possible and it would be devastating to us so we'll see what ends up happening but uh we're losing more than we're winning at this point. So I'm not sure if that's just because we know we're, what we want to do as the opponent. But, you know, it's uh, it's like best part of the whole whole thing. Just, uh, yeah. you know, first game on Friday. So it should be good. Cool. And then Reg D as well. Yeah. I'm... <laughs> I have another another word team that I am using. And it's got uh, Chen Pao Dragonite, which, you know, obviously is not anything new. But I am using... Urshifu and King Gambit as well. And so having Chen Pao and King Gambit on the team at the same time is a lot of fun, especially with like ice, like especially in the like trick room stuff, because you can just ice spinner and then just keep sucker punching. I did like there was one there was one game where I was going against the a uh that I forget who was running it, but it's like the the Sand Tomb Yawn Dozo team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um uh, John had been playing that recently. So I was like, I knew that I needed to kill the Dondozo or else the Santum Yawn was going to put me to sleep. So I did like 30% on uh, Throw Chop into the Dozo. And then Assurance from King Gambit did the remaining like 76%. And I was like, no oh way. my God, <laughs> this thing is stupid broken. Because it's like the Black Glasses Terra Dark one. Um, wow. But uh, that's been that's been fun to uh, to mess around with. But again, it's just a just a, a meme team anyway. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But 
Let's get into it. Talk about the agenda for this episode. First off, we typically go into news, but there is nothing out there, really. I mean, sure, the the fairy Terra Delphox raids have concluded they're going to be back this weekend. And there was some a trailer released on Pokemon Sleep. But I mean, I guess that could be fun. I don't know. Um, cool. we'll, we'll see what that is. But that just fe- feels like a fever dream at this point, considering how long Mate. ago it was released and then or shown, I guess. I think the main news is, is there's i think now less than a month until world so yep scary yeah. it absolutely is so that brings us to the topic of today and it's basically all of the grassroots tournaments that have been popping up that are getting 50 60 70 80 90 routinely participants that are going in every week and sometimes multiple times a week to test and try out new things and ideas for potentially going to worlds or just playing on the ladder, of course. But we want to talk about today, the Victory Road to Yokohama, the event that was put on by Victory Road over this past weekend, July 8th through the 9th, 382 players and had a pretty sizable cash prize with the winner getting $1300 and top 8 uh the the four uh the you know bottom four got getting 160 bucks which is certainly pretty cool for winning an online tournament or you know coming in the top 8 there so i definitely want to talk about these eight here and we'll see what else is is out there maybe like talk about some other teams that have been popping up on limitless But let's jump into it. So winning the Victory Road to Yokohama is Tiago Latanzi. Latanzi, apologize, Tiago. Coming in first place with a 7-2 Swiss record and then taking the championship with a pretty fun team. So we're going to go through this top eight, see what stands out, look at some interesting ideas and stuff like that, maybe scroll through the list as well. And... uh, go from there but before we dive further i just want to say how cool it was because first of all like victory road it was essentially like when i was playing it i was thinking this is essentially the size of fresno regional first of all and also that there is 16 out of the top 16 there are eight different nationalities so i think it's so awesome that you got like such a big tournament with people from all over the world especially japan you know, because they are getting best of three practice in and it's like awesome to see a big turnout. So really cool. Yes, absolutely. And thank you very much for reminding me. We'll we'll talk about this team and then I want to hear about what you brought to Victory Road. Yes, because of course. That, that is uh, that's I, I'm I'm everyone wants to know for sure. Well, we can talk about it after the uh, eighth place because I realized that my uh, the person who came eighth was one of my matchups that uh, beat me. So that'll be interesting to talk about. Perfect. This first team by Tiago running Rillaboom, Urshifu Rapid Strike, Tornadus, Fluttermane, Chen Pao, and Cresselia. Some of the big pieces on here. It is Terra Fire. On Rillaboom, I've seen a couple of different Terra types on Rillaboom, but this one is the Fire Terra. We got your Rocky Helmet on Tornadus with pretty standard set, Bleakwind Storm, Tailwind, Taunt, Raindance. Booster Flutter with the Water Terra, which I know that you have used 
pretty uh, pretty su- successfully in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chen Pao, Volkastash, obviously. But the big one, of course, I'll let you call it out, Jack. What's that Cresselia running? It is a leftovers Cresselia with Ghost Terror, first of all, very uncommon. Stored Power, Dazzling Gleam, Calm Mind, and Moonlight. So that is uh, an insane set to run, especially when no Trick Room, first of all. Mm-hmm. And also... Like no speed control, which we've sometimes seen, icy wind, thunder wave, and just generally it's going for offense in stored power, just boosting up when nothing, when you know you've got so much offense around it that you can just click a calm mind while Urshifu does 60% of something and all of a sudden you're a really real threat. Yeah. And it's like there's, it's not even, there's like a coaching boost or anything like that. It's only boosting those two stats, but only it only needs two of them and then at that point stored power is doing a, a ton dazzling gleam is doing a ton because there's so much weak to fairy right now with all the dark types and the fighting types that are running around that's a really cool set it's a win con in and of itself because with most people of course obviously it's open team sheet as this tournament was but you can't ignore it but then you look at the rest of the team and it's five big damage Pokemon, except for maybe the Tornadus, but it's like you you kind of have to to focus on everything else, but it could snowball very quickly, especially with Moonlight to you know for the regen and Levitate, or I'm sorry, the Leftovers. Yeah, and I also think the uh, Terra Ghost is very funny because it's basically saying F you to every Trick Room team because it's a hard counter to Ursa Luna. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to kill everything else that's not bulky and I'm just going to Terra Ghost hit in front of Ursa Luna and you can't hit me at all yep. unless you've got Crunch. But it's like no one, no Ursa Luna is really running Crunch at the moment. So it's like, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to boost up and kill everything else and all of a sudden there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And it's interesting too because we also see the Ghost Terras on Chen Pao and the Tornadus, but that's more to be expected because it's like to, to block fake out or yeah. or chen pao like to stop the like the, the fighting moves but yeah we don't typically see ghost terra on pokemon that are like the the slower bulky side because of the ever-present threat of fluttermane but to your point with the crest it's like it's such a hard counter into ursa luna but yeah it's it's a, it's really really neat because that can snowball quickly especially with like the fake out support with like taunt on tornadoes so it can stop things like amoongus it also does really well into amoongus because once it is taunted that stored power is going to start to do a ton of damage and it's going to almost force it to tear a water or something like that which the rillaboom is able to handle then yeah and i think uh like having the safety goggles on urshifu is also just a way to remove any partners from amoongus it's not really for spore it's more for rage powder so you can just kill everything next to it yep and i also wouldn't be surprised if it was booster speed although i'm I'm thinking it probably is special attack only because of just the tailwind but being able to protect on flutter is very important in this reg d meta and i think booster is going to become a lot more important than specs Fluttermain. Mm-hmm. uh terra water i think it's been going around for a uh, a little bit on Fluttermain, and i think it just overall is better because it means you can live a surging strikes and you can just live heavy slams and just overall survive a little bit longer than you could if you were terra fairy yeah 
I agree. That's a good shout on the Urshifu Rapid Strike having the safety goggles because typically you're going to see Focus Sash or Mystic Water or something like that. But yeah, the the safety goggles is great because because I mean, what Amoongus at this point isn't running Rocky Helmet specifically exactly. for those surging strikes. So sorry, Amoongus. I don't care about you. <laughs> going for the other nope. thing. I'm going to let you sit on the field and do absolutely nothing to me. Exactly. Cool. Well, again, congratulations to Tiago. And who did they defeat in the finals? None other than Ko Tsukide, bringing Specs Fluttermane, Leftovers Substitute Heatran, Focus Sash Urshifu, Ursaluna with Ice Punch and the Terra Water, Rocky Helmet Cresselia with Ally Switch and Lunar Blessing, along with Trick Room and Moonblast, and a Fairy Terra. And the standard, well, maybe not standard necessarily, but the ever-present Assault Vest Iron Hands with Wild Charge, Drain Punch, Heavy Slam, and Fake Out, and a Grass Terra. Some pretty interesting Pokemon and move slots on there. Heatran with Substitute, Protect, and Leftovers is very cool. I couldn't tell you if that is offensive or not, frankly, because it's got Heat Wave and Terra Blast with the Terra Grass. So I would think that with the Substitute Protect and the Leftovers that it would be bulky, but those two offensive moves require a pretty good amount of damage. So maybe it's like max HP or like, you know, high HP, high special attack, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm thinking most of those Substitute sets don't have a lot of speed investment. I think Ice Punch, first of all, on Ursaluna is basically just to remove the grass types, especially because it's Terra Water. It just does not want to be around them. And I think, like, I don't know how much damage it does, but I mean, Ursaluna does so much damage anyway that it would be hard to beat it. I think it's funny because the top two Urshifus in that came first and second, they're both have a way of beating Amoongus because this one is Terra Grass, so it can also just ignore Amoongus. So even though it's not quite as committal with safety goggles, it's still got a way to ignore it, which seems like is going to be the way to move forward. The Heatran with no Earth power seems a little scary to me, but also I think it, w- it would just be able to sit there and it would beat Urshifu and it could do a lot of uh, just stall offense. And it does hit very hard, even if it doesn't have much special attack investment. Like, Would you consider this, I've heard the term moon-moon balance, like double moon balance with Ursula and Cresselia, and then like you have the, the Trick Room component, but then you have like, a, like Fluttermane Heatran with with Urshifu. It seems like it's got a pretty pretty good Trick Room core, and then Urshifu Fluttermane to sort of round it out. Like when you're outside of Trick Room or just to sort of start off something with with a bang. Yeah, I feel like Urshifu Heatrain Fluttermane is something we're going to see a lot of. And also Ursaluna Cresselia Iron Hands is something we're definitely going to see a lot of. Very solid team and just two very good cores together to basically beat down on anything that steps in its path. Yeah. And of course, the other thing I'd be remiss if I didn't comment on the use of ally switch on the Cresselia. <laughs> yes, it's, you know it's it, it's a it's a very important move, especially on a team like this, because you can redirect away some of those, you know, fairy attacks or psychic attacks into the Urshifu, or you can 
maneuver the shadow ball away from the Cresselia into the Ursaluna or something or, you know, something like that. But it's also like yeah. in an open team sheet, you don't even have to click it because no, they see it, don't. you know, and it's like maybe you show it once in like game two or something like that or or, or whatever. But it's like it's that's always going to be in the back of your opponent's mind of, oh, my God, they can just not be in that spot if they don't want to. I think for me, the big thing with Ally Switch would actually be for the Amoongus because you've got three Pokemon that can Terra Grass and you've got Ursaluna who's immune to Spore. And so all of a sudden, if you've got a Amoongus in front of you, it's like, oh no, I could potentially just click into something that's uh, immune and then um, waste my entire turn. And that could be very detrimental to how like Amoongus counterplays the team. Right. Or even facing down a, an Urshifu Rapid Strike, you can switch the spot with the Ursaluna where the Rapid Strike was going to be going, and then they're going directly into the Rocket or the Rocky Helmet Pokemon in Cresselia. Yeah. So a lot of ways that you can use it. I mean, it it's a great, great move on that Pokemon. It's just, whew, it can be uh, very annoying. Certainly, certainly a lot of mind games there. Very annoying, but clearly just how the team's built this players thought about how to use it more effectively, especially with the Rocky Helmet. So I can't blame them too much. Yeah. Okay. And on to the next one. The only team without a Fluttermane in the top eight. Sergio Ramirez going 9-0 and in Swiss and coming in third place in the event. Rocking Amoongus with the Dark Terra instead of Water. Choice Scarf Urshifu Rapid Strike, which I've started using as well. I'm enjoying it. Ursaluna, pretty standard set there with the Ghost Terra is interesting. There is another ally switch, Cresselia, this one with Safety Goggles. We have Covert Cloak Tornadus and another Assault Vest Iron Hands, this one with Volt Switch instead of Iron or uh, Heavy Slam. I like the Urshifu Rapid Strike with the Scarf a lot because, I mean, in closed team sheet, it's really fun because you can bluff that you're that like you're slower than your opponent if they bring like Fluttermane or something like that, and then something else that's fast. But in even an open team sheet, it works really well because you can U-turn out away like and then click uh, Trick Room with Cresselia. You can have those fast surging strikes into something and you still have fast aqua jet so you can win some of those mirrors if you're in that spot i, I like i like that item I, I know that it's it's certainly not for everyone and it can certainly lose you games if you're not positioned well but on a pokemon as broken as urshifu is going fast and going first is very important yeah i mean personally i'm not a massive fan of the scarf but i always don't like when I see it on the opposing team's team sheet just because you it does make you have to think that extra step of are they just going to click buttons or are they going to try and reposition you know and it's perfect for this team because you can get in your Ursaluna you can and just immediately activate the flame orb uh, get in a Moongus um, and yeah and just do big like big damage but also just allow you to get in and get out and I think having double pivot in U-turn and Volt Switch is just basically there to really help set up the Ursaluna. Something I do find that's interesting is this team, outside of the Scarf Urshifu and the Tornadus, is very slow with Amoongus, Ursaluna, mm. Cresselia, and Iron Hands. 
yet the Tornadus has Tailwind. So I'm curious how much speed is actually on these iron, this Iron Hands and the Ursa Luna. Like, is there a world where Tailwind with the Moonbear or the or Iron Hands is actually allowing them to move first? Because there's some speed investment, and that Trick Room is more so to change the speed tiers on very against very fast teams but also to reverse trick rooms against very slow teams. Yeah. I feel like the Iron Hands would probably have enough speed to outspeed Urshifu, and then the Ursulina would have enough speed to outspeed, like, maybe Dragapult even. It could be a very fast Ursulina, mm -hmm. and you're probably right. It's just, like, trick room to make sure it's always in your favor rather than go super slow. Right. But... I think the also the other thing is uh, the Terra Dark Amoongus um, that's made a comeback after Series 1. That was something I used all the way back in Series 1, and it's obviously back because Tinglu has fallen off the face of the Earth, so mm -hmm. it's uh, got to be there to beat uh, the Armourouge teams. Yep, it's there for that. And then also, of course, Prankster Taunt, which is everywhere on Tornadus right now, on, yep. uh, you know, on, on a fair amount of them, so... Being able to get away from that is certainly great. And obviously um, now the Carmine uh, Cresselia as well. Yeah. I like, of course, you know, the we got Rain Dance on the Tornadus with the Urshifu, but that's, you know, certainly a, a pretty common, pretty common pairing. And then, of course, it benefits the Amoongus with the Fire Resist. It looks like a pretty fun team. I could certainly see it being difficult to play against in a Swiss format because... Everyone's gonna be pre like you're, you're just constantly prepping for Fluttermane, so to not see it just like changes things a little bit. And then with some of those item choices, like the safety goggles on Cresselia and the the choice scarf on the Urshifu, can certainly throw things into a little bit of disarray for your opponent. But it's a pretty fun team. I like this. I don't know if I would necessarily use it because I'd have to I'd have to be able to see the EVs because I think that is where I wouldn't be able to recreate this. Because there's enough going on here that I'm like, I wonder where they went with some of it. Yeah. Okay. And coming in fourth, we have Yuya Hashiba bringing Booster Flutter, Citrus Berry Heatran. This one does have Earth Power and also Terra Grass with Terra Blast. Multiscale Assault Vest, Terra Normal Dragonite, Chen Pao with Icicle Crash instead of Ice Spinner. Amoongus. Urshifu Rapid Strike. And there is the Choice Scarf again. Uh, also, this Amoongus is something that I, I've started been more curious about. This one has Leaf Storm on it with Spore, Rage Powder, and Pollen Puff instead of like Clear Smog or Protect because there's just so much water running around. It is great for that. Here's your standard Pow Knight set. It is Assault Vest instead of the Choice Band. You got Aqua Jet Iron Head on there. You got your, yeah. you know, Fire Water Dragon or, you know, your Fantasy Core, your Fire Water Grass. Yeah, pretty pretty cool team there. I think uh, it's interesting because, like, multi-scales, you just never see it anymore. So I think this was a, a very big call. Uh, there isn't, like, too much Intimidate going around now either just because of how much uh, inner focus there was. But... I think that's a, a big call to make, especially with the assault vest, but it obviously lives on the field for a long time. And obviously for the lack of um, 
the little bit drop in damage that Dragonite does, now you've got Icicle Crash and Throat Chop on the Chen Power to make up for it. So it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. And looking at the top eight, there's only one Landorus. There's no Arcanine, obviously. That's sort of that's cratered. And there's no Gyarados, which had been around for, you know, it was, at least it was hanging on a little bit. So, yeah, there's really no Intimidate right now, which maybe that picks up again. But it's like, I'm sure for some people, they're thinking, okay, well, Intimidate doesn't matter if I'm getting crit all the time anyways. So I don't really need to bring Intimidate. I'm going to bring something else instead. So if Dragonite's, if, if we're going to, we can't let Dragonite also have multi-scale. It can't have Chen Pao and multi-scale. That's insane. We got to force it to to bring inner focus. Pick one. Exactly. <laughs> Pick it's, one. Uh, it's not fair otherwise. It's too broken. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But, I mean, very good Pokemon, especially with its new best friend. Yeah. Um, otherwise, on here, the Citrus Berry Heatran set, like I said, Heat Wave Protect, Terra Blast, Earth Power, Terra Grass. So with Heatran, I think it's appropriate to bring it up now. It's always kind of, it, it's been such an interesting Pokemon because uh, Will has brought it up before that it was perfect for a terrestrialization meta. Being able to go with that Grass Terra is so great for that four times weakness to ground. But because of that, it can't beat itself where it used to be able to. I've started seeing like flying type Heatran because with Terra Blast because of that the prominence of Terra Grass. Do you think that it's going to that people are going to start experimenting with different Terras on Heatran? Maybe Bug because you still get that ground resist or flying because you get the ground immunity because of the fact that so many of them are going grass terra and then also terrestrializing whenever it's being brought i mean it makes it makes sense to me and i mean it beat me in my victory road run i ran into a terra flying terra blast heatran and even though my heatran had an amazing matchup into everything else on the team just because of the terra flying it really put me at a disadvantage because mm -hmm. i couldn't really hit it other than flash cannon and you know that takes three hits to knock out so it was just a a big you know offset for me and i think uh it could very much become like a revolving door like the dondozo meta back in series two or whatever it was whenever right. all those terra types were changing but it makes sense that it is. And I mean, Heatran is such a good Pokemon in this format. It really will not be going anywhere just because it's got just the right amount of bulk and just the right amount of offense. And obviously, Flash Fire is a phenomenal ability. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Its base stats are just are fantastic. I'm fairly certain it's the top five for fire types in HP, defense, special attack, and special defense. Like that's yeah. That's great. And has enough speed that you can run it fast or you can run it slow. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's really... I, I love using it. It's very versatile. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that is Yuya's team. On to number five. I know that Tony somewhere is very, very happy about this. Michael Kelsch coming in fifth place with Ferrigaraf. There's that Rocky Helmet. Heatran, Chen Pao, Pixie Plate, Fluttermane, 
Assault Vest, Iron Hands, and the Choice Band Dragapult. So we have another Dragapult Chen Pao pairing, the Pixie Plate Sighting, and I think Sempra, I was talking to him in one of the various channels or servers the other day, and it's uh, the Rocky Helmet Simulator is Regulation D. And so you got to throw it on something in this one. You get the Water Terra for Rigoraf. Rigoraf is kind of cool right now because there is a lot of priority with, you know, Pow Knight and Aqua Jet and whatnot. So Rigoraf is kind of cool there. This is a this is a very cool team. It's like very hyper offense because you got the trick room in prison on Farigaraf and then obviously the choice band and the you know iron hands and whatnot. So I like this a lot. What are your thoughts? I mean, Dragon Pulp is just very fun, very fast. When I've played against it, it uh it always does well. You know, Terra Blast Ghost just does a, a billion damage. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like there isn't very many out of the top eight, there isn't very many standard teams. If it weren't for the Farigaraf, this would probably be one of the more standard, even though it has a Dragapult on it. But it's, I mean, Cit- Citrus Berry Heatran, very interesting that that's popped up twice because that really wasn't on my radar at all. And then another Heavy Slam Iron Hands just to counter all those Flutter Main. Um, but I think one thing we do need to mention is that even though Reg C is now over, Flutter Main has, was on nearly all teams but one in the top 16 and so i think it's fair to say that this pokemon is just extremely broken and here to stay and you should be using it if you're not using it you better have a really good reason as to why not to yeah i'd agree so question for you do you think well it's never mind i was gonna say it's it's open team sheet so it doesn't matter but it's like i wonder if people are could be potentially running pixie plate to like bluff specs because there's no booster energy that pops, but it doesn't matter mm. because you would still like because you still know that it's Pixie Plate anyways. We've seen some Flutter Main that just run Moonblast Dazzling Gleam and don't even have Shadow Ball because they have yeah. the Pixie Plate. So I think Pixie Plate is cool, but it's like if you have the space for it, if there's no other booster Pokemon on there, does it doesn't it make sense to run booster energy? Yeah, I mean, the only reason is maybe this player likes to switch Fluttermane a lot, and that's fair enough, and oh, that would true. be the main reason. But other than that, I agree. Um, I think, you know, Pixie Plate is it's a cool damage item, but I think overall they must switch it out a lot because just having Protect on Fluttermane seems to be very crucial, especially, like, with Heatran running around, you know, which does really well into Fluttermane. Mm-hmm. Um I think having protect is becoming pretty vital on that Pokemon. Yeah, I I certainly would agree with you. I mean, that's the thing is it's we're always trying to figure out what that fourth move is on Fluttermane, and people are trying Power Gem, Thunderbolt, Trick Room. Maybe protect was that the move all all along. We always needed. I feel all like right. Gudra does very well into this team though. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah, it, it kind of does, especially if it's set up. I mean, maybe... No Sacred Sword either. Dragapult might be able to do something to it, but yeah, just you're, getting, you're getting one shelter off at least because of Phantom Force or, you know, because otherwise it's only hitting you once with a 50 base power move unless you're sitting next to a Flutter Main or something like that. 
but even still that's neutral and then like i guess terror blast ghost but i don't know how much that's gonna do it would do, it would do a lot i'd say it would do like 75 percent. but you know if you've got decent recovery and you know if it it has to only pick one target so if you have something that can deal big damage which is nearly everything into dragapult then you're looking pretty good yeah okay well i like this i like this team and uh We'll see what what comes more of this. Uh, Chen Pao is just such a such a cool Pokemon. I, I never like officially used it on cart, but using it on ladder, it's just it's crazy. That is yeah. such a broken ability. Okay, moving on to number six, Mateo Turbesi. Bring in Heatran with leftovers and substitute Assault Vest Rillaboom, Choice Scarf Urshifu. I think that's the. Th- third one we've seen so far i know maybe you're onto something eight. here uh booster on the flutter we have a second icicle crash chen pao instead of ice spinner so now of course focus sash and there it is the choice band inner focus dragonite with uh e-speed outrage stomping tantrum and aerial ace so another instance of the firewater grass and the fantasy cores paired together just for Really no actual speed control outside of priority and choice scarf. No yeah. no trick room, no tailwind. It's just like this is this is I guess a a Pow Knight balance team. We're just like, yeah. oh, we're just gonna we're just gonna beat you down whether you are going first or or we are. Doesn't matter. Go first and hit hard, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, you know, what there's what can you say about this team? It's a choice scarf, which is very interesting. Uh, it's got this is the classic Chen Pao set. I mean, other than Icicle Crash, but I'm, I imagine that's really just to throw off people's calcs more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Dragonite, go fast, a- extreme speed, aerial ace is definitely interesting. That's something you don't see too often. Um, and then Rillaboom with Terrifier just to avoid any Will O Wisp slow like hiding somewhere. But yeah, yeah, I I am starting to like Aerial Ace on Dragonite a lot more. Um, that is on the Dragonite that I have, which again is not a standard team, but that's uh, it does a lot of damage. It really does. Um, and yeah, even if you does. are choice locked into to band, like it's it, it's still stab, so it's still doing it's still doing a lot. Rillaboom, I like it. I just I feel like it's it feels underwhelming without without uh, grassy glide but wood hammer stomping tantrum you turn fake out like those are all very effective very good moves being able to pivot being able to flinch and doing a big damage with wood hammer so i mean i'm probably in the wrong there i just haven't used it much but it fits really well on the team for sure i do like rillaboom but i think assault vest is very good on it and i wish i could have two assault vests on my team but maybe ter- <laughs> terrifier is better to stop Fluttermane from blowing you up i think that's another reason to have terrifier there very true but yeah right. stomping tantrum as well for those heat trains definitely you got to okay let's move on to this next one coming in seventh place carson confer bringing don dozo tatsugiri with a choice scarf Glamora, Fluttermane, Chi Yu, and Urshifu. Now, uh, 
All three choice items are present on this team with Specs, Chi Yu, and Banded Urshifu. And like I said, the choice scarf on the Tatsu Giri, uh, Focus Sash, Glamora, and then the Dondozo is Protect, Substitute, Order Up, and Wave Crash. It is also the Dark Urshifu as opposed to the Rapid Strike. Um, so it's a. Uh, this looks like a very super damaged team where it's just like, we're going to blow holes in you and then we're going to bring in Dondozo and Tatsugiri and you're going to have to still fight that at the end. This is a, this is a, this is a heavy hitting team. One thing I would immediately that draws to me is a booster energy icy wind. So booster speed with icy wind essentially lower the speed and let Urshifu or Chiyu hit something very, very hard. Yeah, that, that seems like a very scary combo. But also, like, the Glamora Dondozo stuff. Listeners, I do not recommend this at all. Um, I just think Carson is a master of this archetype, so I think he knows exactly what he's doing. But, I mean, Order Up and Substitute is rising again on Dondozo, and I think it's become uh, much more common. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because... Haze has fallen off on Shen Pao and there's no Palafin anymore. Yeah. Well, Dondozo just isn't that common. True. That's also a good point. Yeah. So like so in, in like in, in that world, you know, that certainly allows Carson to go 7-2 in Swiss because people aren't really teching for for Dondozo and also speaks to it because in ninth place, just missing out on that top eight was another Dondozo team with a very similar team swapping there, the yeah. tornadus with uh the urshifu i'm sure there's some item differences and, and whatnot but maybe it's something to worth looking into again just to, to be prepared for because dozo was always one of those things that you had to be aware of it because if you didn't have an answer for it on your team it could roll you easily yeah Look, Dozo is ine- inevitable. There will always be one person in top cut that runs don dozo but i mm-hmm. still don't think it's a uh... It's, I don't think it's the best at the moment, um, but I mean, people will always find a way to make it work somehow. I really like the Icy Wind uh, on Fluttermane. That makes it work a lot more smoother than the ninth place team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes sense. You know, you lower the speed and then you punch something really hard and that most of the time will work out very well. And then all of a sudden you can bring in Dondozo Tatsugiri and win the game. So yep. it makes sense. Yeah, because you're, you're popping holes through Focus Sash instead of just setting up Tailwind and then leaving those sashes intact. Something else I'm noticing about the Chiyu and the Urshifu, since they are Specs and Banded respectively, their Terra types are also there to strengthen their stab attacks with Fire, Terra, Chiyu, as opposed to Water or Grass or Ghost, as we have been seeing more commonly, and then Dark Terra on Urshifu to boost that Wicked Blow and Sucker Punch damage. So they really are just there to take advantage of that speed drop from Icy Wind Fluttermane or even just go first because of Sucker Punch. Or maybe it's just a fat, it's uh, just slower than 100 base speed on whatever the opponents are. And it's going to eat a fat heat wave from that Chi Yu and whatever Fluttermane wants to dish at it. Yeah, I think just putting those three Pokemon on with that really offensive nature like you could probably climb to 1500 on showdown very quickly just because of how much pressure it puts on everything in the format yeah 
Something interesting too is it is Ghost Terra on the Tatsugiri, but it also has Terra Blast. So oh. Terra Blast is neat with the Ghost Terra, especially with from a water type, since water normal allows for perfect coverage. So having that special water attack in Muddy Water and then the special normal attack in Terra Blast or potentially Ghost is pretty neat for Tatsugiri, allowing it to potentially function without even needing the the Dondozo because it's probably going to be max speed, maybe max special attack. Maybe it's more of an a, an HP set, but it also has Icy Wind. So I could very well see putting that with Chiyu or Urshifu and doing a ton of damage. You could literally bring like Fluttermane, Chiyu, and then Tatsugiri Urshifu in the back and just click the same buttons over and over again. And yep. you would probably win like 50% of your games. Yeah. Especially since people are going to be like, okay, well, I know the Dondozo is coming because I see the Tatsugiri on the field right now, but you may not even need it because of the fact that it provides that fast offensive support and also pretty good fast offensive damage. Like, don't discount muddy water from tatsugiri or draco meteor it's still doing a lot of damage yeah especially next to chiyu yep i Absolutely. think one thing else to know about dondoza teams in particular is obviously like you could be like oh i'll just tailwind in front of it but the thing is if all of a sudden they bl- they bring glamora chiyu you know as your lead and they are going with dondozo mode then you've basically just got a useless slot in the tornadoes because like what's tornadoes doing into anything dondozo wants to do? like not much at all right so it's very much mind games yeah absolutely as it always is when you're playing a dozo team that's for sure yeah of course of course and the, the fun thing too with with uh, Glamora is it's like again it doesn't even need to have the the dozo behind it because Mortal Spin is going to be doing significant amount of damage over time, which is only going to then benefit those heavy hitters in the back because that heat wave or that sucker punch or that wicked blow is just going to make it that much easier to get that KO after a couple ticks of poison damage. Yeah, Cresselia especially is not appreciating a Mortal Spin. Yep. Yep. Oh, I mean Lunar Blessing, but I will. Yeah, well, it's still it, that still forces it to take the first one, unless I guess it lives somehow, and then you get Trick Room up. But yeah, not sure. Yeah. Oh well, it's still nice to have just in case. Yeah, I agree because it forces them to click it as opposed to something else. Yeah. Okay, and coming in eighth place, rounding out the top eight, we have. Frederick Nielsen bringing Screen's Grim Snarl with Parting Shot. There's the Specs Fluttermane Choice Scarf on Lando T. Rocky Helmet Amoongus. Assault Vest Iron Hands with Ice Punch, Drain Punch, and Wild Charge and Fake Out. And Lefty's Goldango with the Nasty Plot Protect Make It Rain Shadow Ball set. So get benefiting from the Fake Out and the Rage Powder from Amoongus, allowing it to uh, set up with Nasty Plot Fake Out, obviously from the Iron Hands, or of course the Screens from Grimmsnarl. Screens, I'm curious about your, your thoughts on it, because Screens is, funny enough, kind of popping up a little bit in usage, despite the fact that Urshifu is running around with the crit moves. Have you been seeing screens increase at all on uh, from what you've been playing, or is that just sort of something that I'm 
maybe seeing differently? Well, it was actually like one of my last minute changes before going into the tournament and it works very well. Like I was running a pretty bulky team, um, like with an AV Heatran and Hisui and Gudra. And, you know, we'll get more into this later with this specific matchup, but it like in the first two, three games, they were very impactful. You notice a massive difference, especially with Heatran. Like it will take you know, like literally 2% from a Dazzling, gl- dazzling Gleam. Um, and it's it's phenomenal. I think they are very useful. And obviously, if you have a way to deal with Urshifu effectively, which, I mean, this person does in Terra Water, Goldango, and Amoongus, it's very nice to have. A lot of it just works so well together on this team, too, because obviously you have, you have the bulk, but... As you know from running Terra Water on the Flutter Main, that's probably a bulky Flutter Main. So the screens are going to benefit that. Then you got Intimidate on Landorus that's able to switch out because of Scarf U-Turn. So only further benefiting. You have great bulk in Iron Hands and Godango already, with Godango having just a great typing. And then, of course, Amoongus. So it's like screens really do benefit because not every Pokemon is Urshifu. You know, and then of course you have Pokemon like Amoongus, like Iron Hands, like Goldango that actually handle Urshifu pretty well from a type standpoint. So you're able to live the the surging strikes and then actually just take care of it otherwise. And also I think like Grimstall, Spirit Break will do sixty percent. So oh. it's just nice. It's just really nice to have. Yeah. So I when I played in the tour. I went four and two before I had to go, like, I got really sleepy because it was, it started at 11 o'clock at night and I didn't really go to bed until 4.30 in the morning. So I went four two and thought, okay, well, I could keep going, but I'm too tired. But this was the last person I played before I went to bed. And they did beat me, uh, mainly on lead matchups. They just predicted my leads very well because they said over chat that they thought my team had a pretty decent, um, like, chance into it. But uh, essentially what happened in game one was they just led the Landorus and the Fluttermane and they basically said, I'm going to hit you very hard. Um, and I was expecting like a Goldango lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and they surprised me in that they just immediately terror flying and terror blasted into like my Fluttermane. And while it did live because I'm running a very bulky one, it was like, okay, wow, you're going like very offensive. And, you know, that basically just helped them create a massive lead. Like that choice scarf was a massive issue. Mm-hmm. I couldn't outspeed it. I couldn't outspeed it. And it would get free damage, even if it was just, you know, one turn. It, it mattered significantly. So that was very impactful into my team. And then the next game, they just led uh, Goldengo and Grimmsnarl, and I predicted them to not. And I let a very bad lead into it. And, you know, they just got off one nasty plot and they could sweep from there, essentially. But, like, my team, I really like into those Terra Water Goldango. I love leading Rillaboom and uh, Fluttermane. And essentially, I just click Woodhammer and Shadow Ball into the Goldango every time. And it's like, if you Terra, you're dead. If you don't Terra, you're probably dead too. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, That's my main answer. That makes sense. And I think that's probably the best way to deal with Goldango and the, some of those other Pokemon that routinely terrestrialize. 
is you're like you throw what's super effective at it and then what it's commonly going to use or what it what it has because of open team sheets. So you're like they they then are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Yeah. Which is good. But that the Landorus choice scarf is very interesting because Lando T just can run such a slew of items, whether it's scarf, band, AV, you know, citrus berry, what have you. The choice scarf on it is great because you can just run max speed adamant and you hit 214. So you're faster than non-booster on anything. I think that's I yeah. think 214 is even faster than Dragapult, right? Yeah, that's that's Dragapult. Uh, Dragapult's 213, so that's the number to hit. Which is huge. So like the fact that the fact that you can do that without needing to be speed boost you're then able to, like a speed boosting nature, you're then able to take advantage of that great attack stat that Landorus has. And obviously it never had a great physical flying move, but then giving access to Terra Blast is just, is fantastic for it. And also in that situation that you described, they probably knew that you had to be so incredibly bulky on your Flutter main to be able to live the Terra Blast. That they were comfortable then. Did they also click Dazzling Gleam and go first? Um, they did, but I don't know. Yeah, they did go first. And I like lost my Flutter main immediately because I tried to... I clicked Protect on my Rillaboom to try and bait something out. But Right. Oh, yeah, no. It was There was a few turns. Like I clicked Fake Out into the Landorus the first turn and got a few Dazzling Gleams off myself, but it wasn't enough to stop the train roll, the steam roll, essentially. Yeah, because they probably figured, look, either I kill it, cool, or I don't, and there's no way that it's bulky and fast enough to be able to outlive my Flutter main. Yeah, so, exactly. This is, a, uh, this is a very, very interesting team. Definitely one where I could I could see where it'd be difficult to figure out what they're going to lead because they do have quite a bit of viable options. I think the other thing to mention was that, uh, you know, with the offense mode, you would be prepared into it and you would, you know, get one kill on the Landorus and then all of a sudden you've got the really bulky Iron Hands to come in and normally that's a, a big shift to make and it kind of just sits there and does damage and it's hard to adjust to it. Yeah. So... Speaking of your you and your run through Victory Road, first off, congratulations. 4 and 2 is fantastic, especially starting at 11 a.m. No way I'm able to go 4 and 2 at 11 o'clock at night. So massive congratulations to you. So what'd you bring and uh, how'd you land on that team and how are you feeling about it afterwards? Okay, so I'm, I won't say everything because um, sure. I won't say like sure, move sure. sets just because I'm still going to work on it. But I bring Grimmsnarl, Gudra, Gyarados, Heatran, Rillaboom, and Fluttermane. And I think while people have been discounting Gyarados uh, recently, and I think it's still got a good niche, I knew that there wasn't much Intimidate running around. So having it was very nice, especially in my wins. It felt very impactful most of the time. And having it was very nice. I did have Icy Wind on it, which made it uh, very good because if someone tried to switch in a fast attacker, I'd just click Icy Wind, you know, expecting it. And all of a sudden, like my Fluttermane, who is bulky enough, uh, can just outspeed it anyway. So that really helped. But, you know, the 
like everything that Gudra is weak to, Dragonite uh, is immune or resists. Uh, oh, so not Dragonite, Gyarados. I mean, is immune or resists. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect uh, as like a switch in. Yeah, that yeah that that does sound that does sound like a fun team because I think that Gyarados is really good still. I mean, it does it looks really strong into into the meta with like Ursa Luna. You can give it taunt for you know the various. You know, Cresselia's uh, and Amoongus is out there. It's still pretty good into Chen Pao and, and Urshifu. Iron Hands, I guess, is like what you have to sort of worry about, but like you have ways around that too. So I think there's I think there's still a lot of viability in Gyarados. Yeah. I was running Terra Fairy on Gudra to beat fighting types. Um, cool. And that was, I really like Terra Fairy. Like I know there's been some Terra Water ones, but Terra Fairy is my personal favorite. I uh, in I would like I would have changed the flutter main off of choice specs if I was able to, and I think my Rillaboom needed more bulk than it had, but um like the assault vest Heatran was very very good, um and having Grimmsnarl was very nice. I really en- loved the, the screens when they came into play, and also I was there was many times where I was just clicking spirit break into special attackers or just clicking taunt into stuff. And that really disrupted them. Um, so that was a very helpful. So overall, I really like the team and I want to keep working on it because I think there's a few things I could change to make it better. And yeah, I think it's very cool. Yeah. And I think the fairy is a great call as the, the Terra on the Gudra because Every single team in the top eight has at least one fighting type with multiple teams having two. So you have to be ready for that drain punch, that close combat. Yeah. You and also, team building. It, like the Terra Fairy with Shell Armor, hard walls, both Urshifu essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah, Surging Strikes just does nothing after you get uh, Acid Armor up, and it's very, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, again, congratulations. I am excited to uh, see how you do in some of these future events because I think there's some great building blocks for sure. So to round it out, let's identify some of these teams in that also made Top Cut in the, uh, the top 32 that we think are cool or interesting or there is something uh, that you just want to comment on. I'll go first... Number 11, Adrian Hurley. Got to bring it up because it's got the OG Charizard on it with a Sun team. So it's like Torkoal, uh, Hisuian Lilligant, NDD Armor Rouge, Fluttermane, and Scarf Zard. So it's just like, I'm going to set Sun and we're going to go very fast and I'm going to do a lot of damage. Or we're going to go in Trick Room and we're going to have the Sun up and then we're going to do a lot of damage that way. Or I'm gonna put you to sleep because the sun's up with with uh, with Lilligant. This is a very interesting type of team because there's so much prankster rain dance going around. I'm curious how yeah. they were able to get around all of that. But uh, this is like that specs Torkoal set, so it's not even the the eject pack with the overheat, you know, supportive set. This is like we're gonna we're gonna set sun, you know, what's coming type thing. I'm curious how Charizard is gonna do because. Terra Fire in Sun with Solar Power, Heat Wave, it's still very strong. Yeah. I mean, I think more so, like, 
the first thing is to beat the rain dance teams i've seen speed booster sunny day on flutterman and that's insane first of all <laughs> um but like manual sun is really cool to have i love solar blade that seems amazing yeah um and then i think the thing that like i really don't know how they're beating heatran like i know you have an aura sphere but that just does not do enough in my right. opinion and yeah like that just seems like Lilligan, I guess, is your main answer into it. So I think that would be difficult, but clearly they did well enough to to beat all the heat trans that were there. So yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. All right, what about you? What's your uh team to talk about? All right. My team I feel like there's definitely others to talk about, but I just it caught my eye. There is a chestnut at 30th place. Oh yeah. That is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I just saw the wow. The the, the team sheet. It's body press, iron defense, leech seed, spiky shield. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it makes sense, but wow, that is that is something. Yeah, like it kind of gets walled by by Fluttermane while also walling it in return because of bulletproof. Like we talked yeah. about when there's the the terror raid for Chestnut, we're like, look. Steel Terra Chestnut walls Fluttermane because of Bulletproof and the Fairy Resist. Um, we were suggesting, I think it gets Heavy Slam. Would I would probably go with over Leech Seed, but when you have Leftovers, Leech Seed, and uh, like like that kind of recovery, that's it's sitting there for a while. I'm curious how they how they ran it because they also have screens too on Grimmsnarl and then Banded Lando T. That's a that's a very interesting team. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, so cool. I, I don't really know what else to say. It's just very interesting. And obviously, they would have had to got, uh, get rid of a lot of special attackers. But also, if you forgot about which moves are bullet moves, you know, then all of a sudden you're in a bad spot. Yeah, very true. All right, we'll pick one more each and then we'll call it. We talked about Hoodra earlier. So here is a rain Hoodra team with a Pelipper to set the rain and then some Pokemon to abuse it with Swift Swim, Basket Legion with Life Orb. We got Choice Specs on a Thunderous Therian as opposed to Thunderous Incarnate. Uh, Amoongus, there's the Hoodra with the Body Press Heavy Slam Shelter Protect as opposed to something that uh, some of the guys I've been working with they're going life do instead of protect which they are enjoying. I, I'm doing that. I did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that makes a little bit more sense than protect because it gives that a like overall support, but protect certainly does work with uh with leftovers. And they're going sap sipper instead of battle armor. Sap sipper, of course, gives that immunity to grass type moves, which does make sense because it's it does it makes it immune to spore, which is cool. So did you go sap sipper or battle armor? You went battle armor, right? I, I, yeah, it's shell armor. I think shell armor. it's probably. I think there's like many clones of it, but yeah, it was that one. I I don't know. I think Sapsip is cool, but I just don't think that I could pass up. You know, hard walling Urshifu. So yeah, yeah. But this is neat. I've only ever seen Basky Legion used a couple times, but like Wave Crash, Aqua Jet, Last Respects, Protect, Life Orb. It seems like it does a lot of damage. Cool. <laughs> it does ridiculous amounts of damage. Yeah. But yeah, very cool team. 
You got one last one? Yeah, there's there's so many cool ones. I will just briefly like shout out a few people. Oliver Eskelin using a Volcarona, very cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of Sun teams. Uh, what was another one that I saw? Oh, there's yeah. the one that that I brought up to you earlier. It's uh, this person Legacy um, who is competing in a bunch of Limitless tournaments. They're a, they have a rain team with Toxic Rogue. And oh, so yeah. they got uh, Pelipper, Gastrodon, and Toxicroak, along with with a couple others. But those three work so well together because of dry skin on Toxicroak, for those that don't know, not only makes you immune to water moves, but you also heal from it. So it's Surf Pelipper next to Storm Drain Gastrodon and Assault Vest Dry Skin Toxicroak. So you're able to regen HP or give a boost and it's also got wide guard and I don't know. It's just like, that's, that's pretty cool. I saw that years and years ago, but that wasn't until that was like a restricted format because of Kyogre. Yeah. Wow. Seeing it already is, is interesting. But. I think another one I want to shout out is uh Sempra as well. He won the wide league yeah. uh, tour not too long ago. And he was using like a, a sun variation with Gastrodon Lando eye um, and like Lilligan, King Gambit, Fluttermane, and Torkoal. And mm-hmm. that was that was something I would be like really interested to talk to him about because I don't know how you would even go about playing with like Gastrodon on your Sun team, you know, like that's crazy. Yeah. Gastrodon and Sun is cool though because it's like it doesn't necessarily like Earth Power is one of its strongest moves already, which doesn't yeah. get the, 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 the reduction. So it's like it's there just for it's like there for you know the the support as much as doing its own damage. And plus, like we already talked about, there's so much prankster rain dance, anyways. You're able to then take advantage of that at that point. Yeah. So. But I mean, speaking of prankster rain dance, um, the last team I will shout out from Victory Road is Ivan. Um, with the Sun team with Hisuian Typhlosion, which are yeah. crazy. Coming 20th place with that, uh, insane, because I I could not make it work to save my life, this Pokemon. But, I mean, they've got Prankster Sunny Day on their Thunderous, which obviously would be slower than any Tornadus, so that would mean that they would always have Sun Control. And it's also Terra Dark, so they can't be taunted either. Nice. Ooh, the Ursa Luna with the Assault Vest, too. Oh, cool. It's, got, it's Guts, but it's got Brick Break as well and Rock Slide. But, yeah, wow, that is very cool, very interesting. Nice. Um, and then you've got Torkoal with Yawn, just for brief support, and also Heat Rock, so eight turns of sun. Wow. Taking advantage yeah, of very, it as much as possible. <laughs> very interesting, but, yeah. I mean... Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is Victory Road, the road to Yokohama open that they did. As you already mentioned, Jack, 382 players larger than Fresno. So, and you pointed out having so many different nationalities represented is just so cool. I'm glad that this was able to happen. And that's the benefit of having something online like that. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that is that is that. And certainly be on the lookout for more of those. I'm curious if they're going to be doing any more since we are a month out from Worlds. And really, these big tournaments are going to be the best for yeah. Worlds hopefuls to really get a feel for what the meta is going to look like. Because uh, speaking, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, speaking of big tournaments, I will shout out the wide league are hosting like a big, they've got a big prize pool and it's a free tournament to enter in, I think on the 22nd or 23rd and 23rd of July. That's going to be really big. It's free entry too. So no restrictions at all. And it should be massive. Cool. And also be on the lookout for our tournament which Absolutely. is the uh, VGC Trainer School, the VGC 2023 Road to Yokohama um, on July 16th. So definitely register for that. Sign up and play in some Regulation D that's going to be coming this coming Sunday, the 16th. So uh, there's a lot of them out there. So if you're interested in playing you know, on Showdown or on Switch, definitely check them out. Oh, and also we got to talk about the other, uh, or just briefly, the the Nino Poker Bros tournament is this weekend, right? Yeah, I think so. So that'll be that'll be good to watch. Plenty of practice, plenty of practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Thank you all very much for listening. We do certainly appreciate it. That is going to be the podcast for this episode. So uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Start with you, Jack. Thank you very much, and enjoy playing some Regulation D. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Class dismissed. Dismissed.